Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Welcome, and you are listening to the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz. The date is Monday, December 7th, 2015, and much, much discordance and trouble in the world. But closer to home, well, the financial meltdown that was somewhat averted or delayed in 2008-2009 is coming back to bite us very shortly. John Rubino is with us. John, you wrote an article that was compelling about the coming collapse of the state of Kentucky's pension plans. And as always, welcome. Hey, Kerry. Good to be back. Uh, yeah, the whole state and local unfunded pension liability thing is a um, really good candidate for the next crisis that blows up on us. Because basically what happened was um, over the past 20 or 30 years, politicians have made promises to public sector workers uh, about what they'd get when they retire and the health care benefits they would get for the rest of their lives and, and many other things that uh, they either knew they couldn't make good on or they were just so clueless that they had no idea whether they could make good on good on it or not. And so now a lot of those bills are coming due. And um, the pension plans in a lot of states and cities don't have anywhere near enough money put away to cover the retirements of the people who are, you know, baby boomers who have been working as cops or teachers or whatever for the past uh, several decades, what they're going to need. And everybody knows about Chicago. That's the uh, the poster child for fiscal mismanagement. And their um, pension funds are grossly underfunded and they can't seem to fix it because every time they try, the courts tell them, no, nah, no, nah, this is a contract. You can't cut pension um, liabilities because you've promised to pay these people. You're legally obligated to do it. And so someplace like Chicago is basically just stuck. It's heading for bankruptcy and there's no way out of it, apparently. But Kentucky, which um, has been coming to light lately, is actually even worse run than Chicago. Um, the Kentucky Employees Retirement System, which covers cops and teachers and, uh, and other government workers in the state was 85% funded in 2004. In other words, they put away 85% of the money that they should have put away in order to cover their future obligations. Well, now uh, that funding level is down to 17% for some reason, even though we've had a bull market in stocks and bonds for the last five or six years, which means their investments have gone way up. But the funding level in other words, the amount of money that they really need to have put away has been going down um, dramatically. And now 17% funded means basically bankrupt, effectively, for a pension fund. And um, they don't know what to do either because they, um, they, they really don't have the money at the state level to cover this obligation. But they also can't stay this underfunded without, first of all, incurring a lot of bad press 
and probably getting voted out of office. And second of all, being forced by the courts or some other um, entity um, to come up with a whole lot of money right away, which would bankrupt the state. So they're, they're kind of stuck too. And this stuff is going to come to a head in the next bear market. When stocks and bonds go down uh, from their currently extremely elevated levels, these pension funds, and you know, it's not just Kentucky and Chicago, it's a lot of other pension funds across the country, um, they're going to be even more underfunded and their problems are going to be even more obvious for all to see. And a lot of them are going to start blowing up. You know, there are going to be major municipal bankruptcies in the next bear market and maybe some state bankruptcies. It's not clear how a state goes bankrupt. Yeah, they can't really by well, law. But, but if they can't pay their pension obligations, but they can't go bankrupt, then what happens? See, that'll be the interesting point because they, they can't actually default on their debt legally, but they don't have the money to pay their debts either. So, <laughs> you know, it's not clear what happens, but whatever it is will be really bad. And it could lead to a federal bailout on a scale of the bailouts of 2008, 2009, which is to say multiple trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Well, it's only money. It's only uh, fiat dollars. There's plenty more where they came from. Uh, Illinois is in horrible shape. Basically, Detroit has rationalized its pensions a bit. And if they stick to their plan, they might be okay. And if they get a little growth, which supposedly uh, the town is really cooking, um, if they do all that, well, who knows? But this is a result, John, of uh, zero interest rates. Um putting them into corporate bonds, putting them, you can't put it into treasuries, obviously, but all these uh, zero interest rates have just killed them. Yeah. Yeah. See, these, these pension funds um, operate by um, assuming a rate of return on their investments. And usually, traditionally, it's been about 8%, which back in the day you could actually earn because uh, if a treasury bond yielded 6% and stocks tended to yield or, or to return 10% over time, you could hit an 8% target. Well, that, that's not true anymore because now treasury bonds yield 2 or 3% and um, stocks have had a good run. And going forward, they're probably going to return zero over the next 10 years. So how do you get an 8% return in that environment? And the answer is you can't without taking real really, really excessive risks. So, and these pension funds can't usually do that. They've got some rules still in place about what they can and can't invest in. So they can't make their targets. And their targets were already inadequate, witnessed by um, you know, something like Kentucky, where even when they're making pretty good money on their investments, their funding levels still go down. So that's the question. What happens when it becomes clear that, that instead of 8%, they're going to make 3 or 4% going forward if they're lucky, and that totally blows up all their assumptions. Um, so yes, the federal government will have to step in and bail a lot of these guys out. And then the question becomes, what does that mean for our opinion of the, uh, the federal government's finances and the dollar? And at some point, we're going to have a crisis where it, it leads to massive increases in debt one way or another, and the markets react badly to that. Up till now, they've reacted positively. You know, the, the financial markets say, oh, the government's borrowing lots of money and printing lots of new dollars. Well, we'll get some of that. So let's bid up the price of stocks and bonds. But at some point, the markets are going to say, okay, they're going to give us a lot of dollars, but there are so many dollars out there that we don't want this fiat currency anymore. And then the game ends and everything falls apart. And, and you know, it might be some other currency that blows up first because the dollar um, seems to be the only financial game in town, what, what with the world being in such bad shape right now. But we can't do this forever. 
And I think there's a good case to be made that we can't even get through the next big crisis without some really fundamental change taking place in the system. And it could be that um, public sector pensions are the, the black swan that blows everything up. You know, we can't know that until in, in retrospect, until it happens and then we see how it all went. But I think this is a good candidate because these numbers are huge and yeah. it's not clear what the fix is going forward under any circumstances. So, yeah. And um, the only thing that can um, really, there's nothing that can solve it. And like you said, in Illinois, they tried to scale back, rationalize their pensions and goes to court and the court strikes it down because the judges themselves are relying upon those pensions, many of them as well. So you can't get a fair hearing on it. And states by law cannot go bankrupt. Okay, There's no provision in the bankruptcy code for a state to chapter out uh, individual Counties, municipalities, uh, varies from state to state. In many states, they need the uh, uh, governor's or the legislature's approval to uh, to chapter out, uh, which it can be an impediment. Uh, the good thing is, if you've got some innovative counties and towns here, John, um, what you can do is you can basically chapter out and get rid of all of your obligations as a town or a city, just say, hey, you know what? We don't want to do schools anymore. We're going to contract that out. And under the, uh, under the bankruptcy code, they can do this. Once they, the main thing is there's two key tests in municipal bankruptcies. Number one is that they tried to negotiate in good faith with all the parties to, to basically clean everything up and reorganize, and they couldn't do it. And, you know, these cities, these towns, these counties sit up. Uh, and t towns, cities, counties have thousands and thousands of creditors. So it's virtually impossible. We're not even getting into the uh, pension. So what can happen is the, the city can totally reorganize under this and just say, hey, we can't do anything ourselves. We suck at everything. And we're going to let the private sector do it and hopefully do it better than us. And then they just contract everything out. There's one town, I think it's in Georgia or South Carolina, that has only three or four government employees, John, and everything else is contracted out. The police are contracted. They're part-timers, um, no unions, no contracts, nothing. And the town functions extremely well. Their tax rate's been hardly budging, and it's just a great thing. I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah, I, I think market pressures are going to push uh, a lot more privatization than has happened in the past. Uh, but as you said, it's hard to do under normal, normal circumstances. You have to be in bankruptcy, basically, to be able to break all of the public sector employee contracts that are out there. You know, the unions are too strong otherwise. And so we need a crisis for all of this to happen. And for it to happen in a widespread way, it's got to be a widespread crisis. You've got to have a lot of cities um, either going bankrupt or getting right up to the edge to where the unthinkable becomes conceivable. And so that that is a really messy prospect. You know, Carrie, one, one other funny thing about the uh, Kentucky situation that I forgot to mention is that Kentucky lawmakers have their own um, pension plan. Oh, yeah. What's not good for the goose is good for the gander, I guess. Yeah. Huh? And it's fully funded. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they fund their pension plan, but they don't fund anybody else's. Yeah. So and, and that's the kind of thing when it comes out, 
leads to regime change, right? When yeah. uh, when people find out that uh, their plan is underfunded and it's going to be cut, and they actually don't get the health care that they thought they were going to get, but the guy who wrote the budget that uh, created the problem is going to get 100% of his um, promised pension in the end, then that guy gets voted out of office pretty quickly, I think. So political turmoil is a big part of this story. And, uh, and we'll see a lot of states behaving a lot like Greece or Portugal or France right now, where, uh, where political parties that you never thought would get elected suddenly get elected. And that changes everything. Yeah, well, and, and in fact here, John, if you look at the Kentucky election um, for governor that just took place, Matt Bevin was elected. He's kind of a Tea Party Republican into limited government, blah, blah, blah. And um, he, he basically said um, he's the first Republican to get elected governor of Kentucky, I believe in 40 years, John. And obviously, the situation you're describing, the citizens of Kentucky are very well aware of. Um, and one other thing, when now we've got pretty much established law in Detroit and um, San Bernardino, I think, and maybe Stockton in California, bankruptcy law trumps the state constitution, which says that you can't cut back on pensions in the state constitution. So... The legal framework is set for for this thing to uh, to be uh, you know set aside. These people are not going to be happy. Look at what the, look what happened in Greece. Are we going to see Greek style riots and demonstrations among the public sector? Yeah, that that'll be funny if it's the public sector. <laughs> yeah, um, could happen. You, you know, I have a series on dollarcollapse.com called um, "Welcome to the Third World" about how. We've made so many promises we can't keep, and most of us base our assumptions about our lives going forward on those promises. And all of a sudden, you know, the police protection is being cut back and the roads are getting worse in a lot of places, and now pensions aren't what we thought they were going to be. And so we as a society aren't nearly as rich as we thought we were. And a lot of people who are, are um, most affected by these broken promises are dropping from middle class to the working poor to something worse than that. In other words, we're, we're becoming a third world country in a lot of pockets, and that's spreading now because we don't have the money to cover what we thought we could. And as that spreads, that's another source of turmoil. You know, how do you get elected if um, a big chunk of your voters used to be middle class and are no longer middle class. Why would they vote for you if you're in office when that happens? And that's what a lot of politicians are looking at going forward. It's going to be a really ugly time to try to run anything in the U.S. in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not getting easier. Nobody's proposing any solutions to this. They're just expecting, uh, like in the Greek plays, the due machina, literally the uh, arm of God to come down and save everybody. That's what happened at the end of a Greek play. The Greek writers weren't so skilled and they didn't know how to end things. Like, you know, in today, you know, if there's a tragedy, the star will uh, kill everybody and then commit suicide. <laughs> they weren't so creative. So they just had the, uh, the uh, hand of God come down and save the day. But there's no hand of God here to do this. 
Well, well, in, in today's world, the hand of God is the central bank. Basically, <laughs> we, we run into trouble and we expect a bunch of new currency to be created and handed yeah. to the economy to bail us out. And that works as long as people accept that currency as having value on an ongoing basis. And so, yeah, we can keep playing these games for a really long time, borrowing more than we can ever hope to pay off and making all kinds of promises and then, you know, uh, not being able to cover the promises. We can get by with that as long as the, the federal government and the central banks stand at our backs willing to bail us out when we get into trouble. And so it's when the next bailout doesn't work that everything changes. And we can't know which bailout is going to be the one that fails, but we know with 99% certainty that one of the upcoming bailouts will fail. You know, it won't work in the sense that the market will respond negatively to it instead of positively. Mm -hmm. And that's that's when we get the phase change, when the fiat currency fractional reserve banking system that we built up over the last 30 or 40 years um, no longer functions. And then everything changes and we have to put something new in place of this old thing that, that broke down. And that will be a huge crisis because nobody's going to give up that power voluntarily. You know, the, the, uh, the powers that be, the structure of the government um, is based on the ability to create unlimited amounts of new currency and use that to smooth out all the bumps in um, domestic and foreign affairs. And when we can't do that anymore, then life will get very hard. Like, as you mentioned, Greece, you know, that's that's an example of a society that can't print money. And look what's happening to them. 50% unemployment for uh, the average 22-year-old, you know, and, and uh, a system that uh, is getting more and more authoritarian as the government scrounges for money and starts um, um, interfering in people's lives in ways that would have been inconceivable a decade ago. And that's kind of what we're looking at, too. As soon as it, it turns out that we can't print unlimited dollars to get away with anything we want to get away with. Oh, you're so right. And we're going to see it soon. Anyway, find John's work at dollarcollapse.com. Keep your eyes open. Uh, John is going to be starting a podcast any day now. And uh, while you're there, go over to financialsurvivalnetwork.com. As always, got a link to John's site in the show notes and check out what we've got going on. It just keeps getting better and better. We will talk to you next week. John, be well. Thanks, Gary. You too. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.